0: God has a, a better word for you. C- can I tell you this? You know, I think we, we receive a lot of words in our lives. Uh, we, see, we receive a lot of words from other people, uh, from, from ourselves. Uh, but you know, God has a better word for you. God has a, a word that he wants to speak, and, uh, and we're going we're gonna to get into this this morning, and I'm just so excited. Uh, you know me, I'm, I'm always excited to preach God's word and to be here with you. I, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready. And, and I'm just so thankful that I can stand here and be real with you. And we're we're going we're to talk about this a little bit today. You know, last week we closed out the game series. How many enjoyed the game series, our three-part game series? We started about the game changer. Then we started talking about getting get the game. And then lastly, we finished last week with, with a little more hard-to-swallow message, right? Game over. Game over game over what, what what does it look like when when we're losing when, when we're on the losing team right it's not great it's it, let's just let's be real it sucks it really stu- it sucks you know and we, we talk about having the victory but what does it look like when we lose when we face defeat you know and I think it was through this game over message that led us to this point, and this week uh, me and Pastor Dion were talking we we're trying to hash out ideas and maybe going into a new series uh, and we're going to be get, diving into a new two-part little mini-series this morning and following next week. Pastor Dion will bring another word. Um, but we believe it's so real. It's so raw and it's evident to where we are today and it will always be evident. Because you know what? We do f- face victory, but a lot of times most of, the li- most of our life is, is in the valley, right? We, we have our moments, the mountaintop moments. Pastor Dion's preached multiple messages and talked about this. We have our moments on the mountaintop, but we can't stay there. A lot of the time is in the valley. It's in the difficult times that God is trying to test us. God's trying to take us to the next level. You know, in truth, we could see this daily as we walk through, through, through the low times, through just all these things that we face, you know. And, and so we're getting to the series, and it's called hashtag The Struggle's Rio. Turn your neighbor, and you got you to gotta do, do the sign, because this is hashtag, right? Tell them, hashtag, struggle's real. Let them know. Let them know. Come on. But right? Come on. Can we be real this morning? The struggle's real. Man, life is difficult, and it can be tough. And I just want to be real before we even start getting into the word. We got to be real with each other. We got to be real with ourselves. And I think that's so key. And I believe, you know, that some of us are here for a purpose, on purpose. It's not by accident. It's not by accident that you're sitting in this chair this morning. God has a word for you. And wherever you're at right now, he's speaking into you right now. God set this divine moment here just for you. I want to I let you know. Just for you. Do you feel special? <laughs> you, you should feel special every time you come to, the, to, to God's house. Because God's always speaking a word that's personal to you, and I love that about God. No matter how times we we, no matter how many things we can read or go through, He's always relevant in our lives. So let's talk about this idea of struggle. You know, the struggle is real. The things we're facing are real, and if we can't talk about it in church, oh, where are we going to talk about it? I think sometimes we sh- we shy away from these difficult subjects, but we got to be talking about it. If anything, talk about it in the church, because sometimes we don't have the encouragement out of the, outside these four walls. Maybe some of you don't have the right people in your life that are building you up. This is why I think it's so important to have a body of believers that pours into you on the daily. When you're struggling, you can go to somebody and say, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. And I just wanna look at this You know, as I begin to prepare prepare for this week and I started reflecting on what the struggle looks like, what it consists of, you know, and I arrived at this conclusion, when we face difficult times, when we face struggle in our lives, and maybe this is just me, but I ask a lot of questions. You ask a lot of questions when you're facing something difficult, right? Nobody, oh man. (laughs) Come on, you gotta help me out this morning. I I feed off the energy. I energy. I need some energy. Um, So, no, we have questions, right? We question God. We question ourselves. We question what we're going through because sometimes we just don't understand. And we'll never fully understand, and that's okay. I want to let you know that's okay. And I believe this to be true about people in general. When we're faced with uncertainty, we don't fully understand our struggle or our situation, we begin questioning everything. We begin looking, even these hypothetical situations that may or may not ever happen normally, never happened, right? We always go to the, the far extreme of things. But we, we say things like, why me? What's going on, what's going on? Like, why am I here? What's the purpose of this? And we, we, we talk to God, how can I get out of this? Does anybody care about me? Does anybody see me in my struggle? And I know this is a heavy message, church. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat the struggle. We shouldn't sugarcoat the struggle. You know, maybe some of you are familiar with these questions that we ask ourselves and and we ask God, but are they the right questions? And the more I begin to think about it this week, I begin to think about this idea that what if I'm asking the wrong questions in my situation? What if God wants wants to help me to see my struggle from a different perspective? And to begin to ask the right questions to be able to break away from this cycle of being stuck. And so many of us look at our struggle from the, from the vantage point that we know, the only one that we know. Remember, what did we talk about three weeks ago, the game-changing message? 77% of everything we think on the daily is working against you is negative and counterproductive to what you're trying to accomplish. 77% of everything you do is negative. We're already working against it And that's sometimes the vantage point that we come And we look at our struggle through You know, we need to gain some perspective And I believe God is speaking this word perspective And this is the word as I begin to, uh, to Just kind of meditate on this message God's speaking that word even, even in my own life Perspective Perspective We need some perspective and, and, and we've been looking at the struggle in the natural But what do we need to see What is God trying to show us Through our struggle so this morning I want to unpack this idea, and many of us are crying this out. This is part one of hashtag the struggle is real. My title this morning is I'm tired of being stuck. Anybody tired of being stuck? Is it okay if we're real this morning? You know, but before we even get into this message, I think it's, it's so good, we, I want to make a declaration. But first and foremost, we got to ask questions. Have we been asking ourselves the right questions? What have we been asking God? We were going to be asking some questions this morning, and that's kind of the main premise of this message, but I believe by asking the right questions we be, begin to gain the right perspective in our struggle. James chapter one, verse two to five. And I actually read this three weeks ago, but I was like, well, i, I got to read it again because it's, it just applies here, too. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whatever you face. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, guess what? You should ask God. Woo, okay. Because see, this this is so counterproductive than our hardship. See, joy is not... Something that we see in our struggle it's a choice right and when they say james is like consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters when you face struggle i i'll I'll be honest being human how right anybody have those questions sometimes and i think we're going to dive into that this morning but breaking the cycle of being stuck starts with the right perspective and the right questions but what if i'm asking the wrong ones what if i'm asking the wrong questions Think about these things. I say this all the time, right? Like evaluate, evaluate. I'm all about the evaluation. I wanna look at my life and say, what am I doing right now? What can I do better? What's going wrong? Ask questions. It's not bad to ask questions in your struggle, but we gotta ask the right questions. See, I will misinterpret my struggle when I fail to see my struggle for what it really is and address it with the right questions. See, wrong questions lead me to wrong conclusions about who God is in my life. And I wanna look at, before we talk about two questions that we need to ask ourselves, two right questions, I wanna look at a couple questions that are wrong that will lead us to things that we shouldn't even think about God, but naturally because the 77% of the things we think is negative, we, we drive in that, in that avenue. This is why we must be in God's word daily. When we're not feeding off the better word, we're feeding off any other word, right? If I'm not feeding off of God's word, I'm feeding off of somebody else's. And I'll tell you this, your life will never push you and move you forward to, to what God has for you and the plan if you're, if you're sucking on someone else's struggle and if you're, you're standing with them and not with God. And see, we can stand with somebody and support them, but we need to be in God's word, first and foremost, to know and understand what God says about us. See, we perceive our problems to be bigger than God, right? It's just, it's just natural, it's, it's human nature. We, we begin talking to God through these lenses of our struggle instead of the lenses of his word. What if God's word was the lens for our life because hey, it is. how we see life through God's word, but we, but instead we see it through the struggle. So these are some wrong questions that we ask that lead us to having these conversations with God and we conclude certain things about God that aren't even true. Here's some examples. Question one, and if you're following, I, I we got some notes. Pastor Dion was challenging me this morning, well, this week. He's like, all right, we're gonna do some notes for this series. I'm like, okay, boss. We, All right, let's let's do it. And even though, like, I knew that that would be like an extra thing, but you know what? Is it nice to have a visual? (laughs) Praise God, praise God. So, if you're following with with your notes, take some notes. I encourage you take some notes. But question one, we ask, where are you in my struggle? Where are you in my struggle, God? God, I need you, and you left me high and dry. Anybody ever felt like that? Are y'all lying? Y'all sitting here lying in church right now. I'm a pastor and I've asked these questions like two weeks ago. And that's okay. Can Can I tell you it's okay? It's okay to ask these questions. We're human, right? God, I need you and you left me high and dry. And the longer we view our situation from the struggle perspective, we come to false conclusions about who God is. See, we conclude... You know, because we can't answer where are you in my struggle, we conclude God's forsaken me and God's forgotten me. But it's not true. But based off of the, the wrong perspectives, that's how we see God. Question two, why am I going through this? Anybody ever, ever ask that? Why am I going through this? God, I, I don't understand. I'm trying my best. I put my best work out there and I feel like I still fail. Any, anybody? right? Whew, there we go. <laughs> Praise God. But no, this is, this is what it is. This is what it is. When we don't understand the why, and we begin to just drive it home like, why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why, Lord? We will always conclude, God doesn't love me, and he doesn't care about what I'm going through. The, we come with all the, up with all these wrong conclusions about God but God loves you so much, and if you could just see your struggle from the right perspective, can I tell you, it will drive you to the right things. It will drive you to break this cycle of being stuck. Question three, how long must I wait until you come through for me? How long must I wait? How long? God, I've been, I've been all in for you. I've been going 100, I've been keeping it real, I've been going in. But why do I feel like I'm waiting on you forever and you're not coming through? This is, this is it. And we conclude based off of these questions that God isn't faithful because I don't feel and I don't see him in my situation. See, how many know we do a lot of things based off of feelings, right? We, we make decisions based off of feelings. We, 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 we drive some of us literally drive in our feelings. It's like, oh, I don't feel like going to work today. Yeah, by the way, um, I'm not coming in. I'm sick. I <clears throat> Sorry, I feel so, I'm so sick, so sick. But, right, we do this. We drive off the feeling. And see, God's faithfulness isn't contingent on how I feel. I, I, I don't need to feel good. I don't need to feel bad. God is still faithful nonetheless, See, and we begin to conclude that God isn't faithful because I don't feel and I don't see him working in my situation, but he's working for you, even when you don't see it. Can I, can I encourage you this morning? See, these are wrong questions because they're based off of the wrong perspective in our struggle. And they're not founded on who God is. They're founded on who we think God is based off of this misconception of our struggle and what we're going through. So what does it look like when we can ask the right questions? Sorry here. All right, we're going to start getting into it here. So key questions. We're going to talk about two key questions. We must ask ourselves to gain a new perspective in our struggle. And how do we want to break the cycle of being stuck? I want to break the cycle of being stuck. Because can I tell you something? You can struggle, but you don't have to be stuck. You can go through something hard, but it's a choice to be stuck. We're going we're to unpack that a little bit later. But... Let's get into it here. The right questions. The first one, what can I do in my struggle to draw closer to God? What if I saw my struggle as an opportunity to draw closer to God? Instead of seeing what my problems are doing to me. See, this is in no means natural anyway, I want to let you know. even for me, even for Pastor Dion, even for anybody, this, we're all on the same level here. It's, it's not easy. It's natural. But instead of asking God, where are you in my struggle, what if we redeem our questions and say, what can I do? What can I do? Lord, I'm not going to wait on you to show up in my life. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to seek you because when I seek you, you said you're going to seek me. What if we saw our pain, every storm, every struggle that we faced as an opportunity not to blame God, but to seek him more? We blame God too much, right? Some of us don't even go to church and we always blame God. It's like, I'm going through this, God, why? This is God, God's trying to get at me because I'm not in church, (laughs) right? This is some things we say, but I pray this would be our prayer. Lord, how can I use my struggle to draw closer to you. And I think this is the shift, right? It's not making it about me, it's making it about what God can do through me. That perspective, changing the perspective. Lord, I wanna find you in the darkness. Lord, I'm not, I'm not just gonna sit around in my darkness and wait for you and ask why, why Lord, why are you, what's going on, why aren't you showing up? I'm gonna find you because I'm gonna seek you and you're gonna find me when I find you. And I'm going to run to your presence in the hopelessness. I might feel hopeless. I might feel broken. But I'm going to choose to run to you. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God. Guess what? He'll draw near to you. Love it. (laughs) Love it, right? Psalms 145 verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him. Guess what? In truth we got to call upon him in truth. we got to be real, right? God already already knows your struggle. He already knows what you're going through. But sometimes, like we talked about this, we got to confess it with our mouths. we got to speak it out into existence. Speak it to God. Speak it to people, the right people, that won't judge you for your struggle but will lift you up through your struggle. See, we want to draw near to God. Sorry, we want God to draw near to us, but we first have to draw near to God. So there's three practical things we can do in the valley. When we're facing hardships, when we're facing struggle, there's three things that will address this question, how can I draw closer to God in my struggle? Three practical things we can do in the valley to draw closer. Number one, remember who God is. Remember who God is in your life. Remember what he's done for you. How many can sit here today and say, you wouldn't even be in this church if it wasn't for God, right? I wouldn't be. I can't, I can't, I can't even think about what if I never went to North Point Bible College and met my beautiful wife? I would not be speaking to you in this room right now. I don't even know where I'd be. God's plan and purpose has driven me to where I am currently in my life. And I, and I think it's critical to even think about, right, like every decision that you make, whether good or bad, whether it was in a, a bad state of mind or a good state of mind, has brought you to this moment at this time, hearing this guy right that's crazy but we got to remember who god is i'm spiraling here let's come back come on ben come on come on ben uh uh, there's an anonymous quote that says this if you think god has forgotten you then you've forgotten who god is if you think god has forgotten you 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 forgot who god is how many how many forgetful people out there please 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 reassure me because i'm so forgetful so forgetful. My wife will tell me to do something and like not even five minutes later I'll go do something else. And she's like, yo, uh you you did that. It's so, like did what? I like literally just asked you like do this. Do the dishes. <laughs> We're back on the dishes again, right? But <laughs> no but nah. But nah. We, I got to remember just the things my wife says to me, let alone what the things God says to me, right? Anyways, let's get back on track here. Uh, when I'm in the valley, sometimes I simply just need to remember who God is in my life, right? I got to remember that. See, we forget the things God has done for us so quickly. You know, I encourage you, and this is something I actually picked up um, Pastor Dion, and I'm trying to do it more. But he, he, he encouraged me to start writing out every time God provides for me. Uh, maybe he's told, he's t- he spoke to you guys about this too. Even make, a, make an Excel spreadsheet. Make a Word doc. Every time God comes through for you, write it down. Because for people like me, I mean, I always forget. So it's always nice to be like, oh yeah, God, I forgot. I forgot you did that for me. <laughs> I forgot you, you pulled me out of that, that struggle. Oh, oh, th- oh, thank you for reminding me because you know what? I was thinking something else. See, we forget so quickly. And God has done so many things, more than our fingers can even count. And I know that for a fact, whether you believe he's come through for you or not, he's already already been coming for you, coming through for you. Let's look at 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 32 to 34. He says, for who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except for God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way Perfect. Woo! Ah, I find some encouragement from that. You, you encouraged by that? Yeah. Woo! Let's go. God arms you with strength, and he makes your way perfect. See, you might not be perfect, but God is working through you to make the way. He's, he's making the way, right? I got to tell you guys this, and this is not a plug towards the worship team, but there's a song resonating in my soul, and I just got to share it with you guys. Because this is good. If you guys wanted to play it, it's up to you. <laughs> uh, but no. So there's a song called Waymaker. Anybody ever heard this song? Woo! Okay. I- I'm, glad, I'm glad we know what we're talking about. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. I-, I guarantee you. I was preparing for this message, and I was listening to this song. Man, I was like a baby, like sobbing. And, like, I literally had listened to this song probably more than ten times. Well, probably even more than ten times. Even through the process of this message, because... Man, I had to remind myself that God is a way maker. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And he's going to make my path straight. He's going to make my way perfect, even though I'm not perfect. This is what the song says. I want to read this chorus. It's like, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Woo! Can we just sing that out just real briefly? We make maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Sorry, I'm not the greatest singer, but I try. That is who you are. Yeah. But no, right? This is so good. This, this is so good. I don't want to take away from how good these lyrics are because if we can really believe that God what do you say? Who are you to me? You're my way maker. You're my miracle worker. You're my promise keeper. You're my light in the darkness. When I feel like you're not there, you're making a way for me. And if you can't get excited about that, I don't know what we're getting excited about. My God, he is, he, that's who he is, right? That's who he is. But what I love even more, and I pray this is our declaration, and we begin speaking this in the midst of our struggle, but the, the bridge, though the bridge though right when they when you hit, when they hit you with that bridge you're like oh it's like hit him with the bridge you know right <laughs> sorry sorry um it says this though even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working mm. that just that just fires my soul up i love it see despite what you're feeling what you're seeing in your life God is faithful, he's a faithful God who is constant. Don't you ever think that God isn't constant in our lives? Whether we feel him or see him or not, he's constant. He's coming through for you. He's consistently fighting for you and making a way for you out of your struggle to break the cycle of being stuck. Remember who God is. The second practical thing we need to do in the valley to draw closer to God, we gotta trust him. Trust that God is in control trust that God is in control. That's all we can do sometimes, right? Psalms chapter 9 verse 10 it says, "And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O oh Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you." And I think that's so key, right? He hasn't forsaken those who are seeking him. And I think a lot of times this is where the misconception comes from is because we we're not seeking God. But on the other side of the spectrum, we're expecting God to show up. And here in Psalms chapter nine, he's like, oh Lord, your name put the, into trust for you, O oh Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you, those who seek God. God desires for you t- and I to trust him completely, 100%. This is what we talk about going all in, right? All in 100%, even though I may not understand, I'm gonna trust God. Proverbs 3, uh, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will, what? Right. Praise God. In your life, you may feel like the struggle is the realest. You can't get any real than the struggle. Hashtag, the struggle is real. You may be grieving losses right now. You may be, you, maybe you took too many L's. You took too many losses that occurred years ago and maybe you're still dealing with that and that's Okay. But even in the midst of all the pain if you choose to trust god despite how you feel it's game changer sorry we're not preaching that message but it's a game changer you will start to break through to a new level of intimacy with god i can i can guarantee and promise you that i truly believe sometimes god puts trials and problems in front of us so that we could see him clearly and trust in him it's an opportunity it's a test who likes tests? Yeah, nobody. Nobody likes tests. Come on, God, why? why? Why you gotta test us, right? But if we would just trust him through the test, he's got us, right? It's like a trust fall, right? It's like a trust fall. Anyone ever been tested by the trust fall? Come on, there's always that guy, there's always that friend who loves just to trust fall people, right? I, I don't know if you've seen this, but they started doing this on like social media where like they'll just trust fall random people. Be like, ah, oh, tr- trust Trust fall. Like, right? Like, someone, like, they don't even completely know. Like, a guy's walking down the street. Trash ball. (laughs) But, but like, completely, like, it just happens. You know, and it reminds me of a time because I remember that there was a time not too long ago uh, where my wife would do this to me. Um, Like, literally, we'd be in the store. Like, and this is how I am. Like, when I'm focused on something, I'm focused. And, like, she uses my weakness against me because she knows, well, he's not paying attention to me. He, he he's not even focused because he's, he's in his own world. He's looking at the deodorant like, man, what like what, what deodorant am I going to go with this week? Like, I know I want to change it up, but I kind of like the old spice. Right? But anyways, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, without, without at, any, at any given moment, at random, without warning, trust. Right, baby? Trust. And like, you can imagine me, I'm like... No, deodorant, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> that, that's me, trust, this, all right, I gotta be ready, I gotta be ready, and I, I think this is, it's funny, but I believe he, God does this to us, that we gotta be ready for the trust fall, and it's not him trusting in us, it's us trusting in him, that he puts struggles, he, he might put things in our path, that we have to say, trust God, I trust you, God, I lean into you, I trust you (laughs) it's so good we got to trust God whatever you're facing God wants you to trust him through it we're never ready and that's the thing right my wife coming up to me she always makes sure that I'm not ready so that she could test me oh just checking just checking (laughs) I just checking make sure you got me right he desires you to trust him so much that if he were to move you would fall you would crash you would burn you would lose all sense of hope because everything is in him and if he was to move then everything is gone that's the kind of trust that's when we say all in that's the kind of trust god wants all in 100 100 say it like that 100 that's how the kids say it today 100 right i'm going everywhere this morning so the third practical thing we could do in the valley to draw closer to god is pray we gotta pray pray god's will not mine and sorry that, that's the blank pray god's will not mine and this is key when i'm facing difficult times and going through the valley don't just pray my struggle don't just pray me right we have we have we have this op we have this problem we have a problem i'm gonna address it we, we come to god with our problems but Every other day of the week, we don't need them until the problem arrives, right? Don't just pray, God, when you're going through a struggle. Always pray, but not catch this. Pray His agenda. Pray His kingdom. Pray God's will for my life, and keep praying. First uh, John chapter five verse fourteen says. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything, here's the the thing, here's the catch. According to his will, he'll hear us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. This is Jesus as he's explaining to the disciples, this is how you should pray. This, This is what it looks like. Let me show you. He says... Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Right? On earth as it is in heaven. This was the model for prayer. Jesus taught this to his disciples, and I believe even for us, when we first receive Christ, we we're able to pray this prayer as we walk this journey, but then we make it more personal, and we just begin to praise and pray to God in our own way. But this is the model for prayer. And I just so love this because Jesus tells his disciples this, right? We see it here in Matthew chapter 6. But then we get to see it in action in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 39. When Jesus is in the garden awaiting his journey to the cross. Man, Jesus doesn't just say things. He's a follow through. He follows through with his word. And Listen to this. Verse 38. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed saying, man, I just, I love this. Because if Jesus can pray a prayer like this, we should be able to pray the same thing. My father, is it possible, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus is saying this to God and even though jesus is fully god he's fully human and i just love that and sometimes we just relate to the full humanity of who god is because even though god was perfect he knew and knows the struggle you see him praying lord you have a purpose you have a plan and i know that i'm gonna be a vessel to be used to eradicate the sins of every other person through your word and i want to fulfill your promise but what but what if this cup could be passed from me but you know what nevertheless your plan i trust you not my will your will he's all, he always sets the example right man jesus is so good he always sets that right example for us we have no excuses <laughs> We don't have any excuses. The the second and final question we must ask ourselves, kind of moving forward here, uh, to gain a new perspective in our struggle and break the cycle of being stuck, we got to ask this. This is the right way to ask it. What is God trying to teach me through my struggle? See, first we establish what can I do. What can I do in my struggle to draw closer to God? But secondly, what is God trying to teach me through my struggle? I believe God is teaching us many things. There's a lot of teachable moments, right? You know, through every little to giant thing we face, God is always giving us an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to grow. There's a purpose behind the problem. There's a purpose behind the problem. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose but oftentimes you know the problem becomes so overwhelming becomes so heavy that we forget God's purpose in the problem and we focus on the problem this is right this is it this is what this is what we do and it's okay it's okay to not be okay if that's you can i just tell you that if you're, if you're sitting in this room and you feel like you have to hide your struggle, like you can't be real, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask these questions to God and wonder, God, where are you at? But we also got to do our part. And if that's you, I want to let you know, it's okay to not be okay. That's for somebody. Now I believe life is filled with these teachable moments, though, right? So we look back to, to this god's trying to teach us in our struggle in 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 the moment of hardship but this is key i must be first willing to learn god can try to teach me something but if i'm too stubborn to learn what he's trying to teach me it's not going to profit me anything let's look at a few things that god is trying to teach you uh, through the struggle he's trying to teach us three things three things i can learn from my struggle First and foremost, I'm not walking through it alone. I don't know what you're feeling this morning, but see, I think one of the most common phrases that we speak over ourselves and that we speak in the midst of hardships is that we tell ourselves, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one who struggles with this problem. Why does everybody look like they have their life together, but I'm here a mess? This is, the, this is the things we, we ask. Nobody's struggling like me. And it's such a lie. It's such a lie. You see, what happens is we compare people's highlights to our struggle. See, I think nowadays we're so consumed in social media, right, where it's like who's gonna be open enough and real enough, and some people are, and I, and I appreciate that in people, but who's gonna be real enough to post their struggle? See, people post highlights uh, me and my beautiful wife, we love each other. I'm so blessed to have her. She's such a, a blessing in my life, which is true, right? But, but behind closed doors, oh my goodness, she's stressing me out. Like, fighting, going through things, whatever. Can I be real with you? Hey, this, this happens, right? This is life. We, we, we These are the things we face, but see, we compare our struggle to people's highlights. Man, they got it all together. And why am I going through this when, man? They have it all together look at them having a good time we do that when people are on vacation right we're like man i wish i was on vacation (laughs) why why are why are they in the bahamas (laughs) but see we compare our struggle to their highlights and this is what the enemy does right we've discussed this before but he'll use our self-confidence he'll use our insecurity against us and this is why we need to know how the enemy operates i've said this before and I, i keep driving home because i believe it to be true the number one enemy tactic is you. He uses you against yourself. Because nobody can nobody can convince you more than you. You can convince yourself in a second about things, right? When we bought into this lie that we're alone and we're secluded in our weakness. Listen to this. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 and 9. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. What does this tell us? You, me, and you, you and I, we're in this together, right? No longer should should we mask or try to hide our struggle because it's real. See, and if I could be real with you and you real with me, man, it just opens the door to something brand new in our lives, that we can know that we're not alone in this. You're not alone, you haven't been abandoned. You got a family of believers walking through it with you. And if if we were really to post all our struggles on this board here, we would find, oh, okay, they're struggling, I'm struggling with that too we would just be open and honest with each other man we could walk this journey together if i'm being honest i've always felt a little guilty about about finding out somebody's struggle right can i just be real anybody else feel guilty about it like you you find comfort in someone's struggle it's like whew, thank god like i thought i was the only one right I, maybe I, maybe that's oh man you make me feel like i'm all alone over here Come on, you're, you're ruining my point. <laughs> but no, right, like, I think I do that sometimes where it's like, oh gosh, Whew, okay, they're struggling, they're struggling too, like, it's okay. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a reality check. It's okay, it's okay, I'm not the only one. You know, you're talking to someone, they're keeping it 100 with you, they're bringing real about their struggle, and all you can think is, man, I'm just glad that I'm not in this alone. You know, but there's something about knowing you're not going through it alone and that you have the right people that's gonna guide you to the right place and help you. This is why I love Connect Groups. Come on, you didn't think I, you didn't think I'd not talk about Connect Groups? You, I fooled you. I got you. We always talking about Connect Groups. Come on, I always, I'm always gonna make a plug for Connect Groups. But see, like this is why I love Connect Groups. It's all about community. You could be going through something that someone else is going through, and on two sides of the opposite spectrum, you may never meet. Say you come to a Connect group. You're one. You're from Hilo, and the other one's from Boa. You come together, and you you meet each other. You build a relationship, and you you find that you know what? I, we're going through the same things. Let's walk this life together. L- you know, let let's be in community together. You know, let me encourage you. You know, what? can you encourage me? Can I pray for you? C- can you lift me up in this moment? This is what Connect groups is about. That's what Connect groups is about. It's, it's we need people. Never think you don't need anybody. No man or woman is an island. We need community. We need people. Connect Groups helps us get connected to the community because like me, we're real people, right? You're, You're real. Your struggle's real. Real. Real problems. We're all going through it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And this is the key in verse 25. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We walk together. We talk together. I'm gonna pray for you. Can you pray for me? And I'm going through something right now. Do you know, do you, can, can you feel this? Yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, like, I need you, bro. Dude, I need you too. Like, these are, these are healthy conversations. We need each other. This is And this is what I'm trying to get. We, we got to get into a connect group. And, and I know I, a lot of times I'm so pumped and excited, but there is a reality even to why we do connect groups. And this is it right here. We want you to be connected so that even if, some, even if, And i'll apologize even if the pastor or a person the greeter or or the the person who welcomes you in maybe they missed you maybe you came to church and you thought man i'm going through something nobody talked to me and you walked away like man i don't have nobody that's why we have connect groups because then it's like oh wednesday night i'm going to that connect group going to the bible study i'm going to get connected Because I'm choosing to say, I need you, and you need me. Come on, say it together with me. Life is better. Praise God, we're catching on. Life is better when we do it together. It's a little thing we say here, if you're new. You catch on. Life is better when we do it together. Amen? You're not walking through life alone. The second thing we can learn from our struggle is, I can still praise God even when I feel stuck. I can still praise God even when I'm stuck. I I like this one. This is a good one. See, God wants our praise whether we have all the answers or not. Whether we fully understand or comprehend our situation, God still deserves the praise. He's still worthy of all our praise. See, we, we could struggle and still give God our praise to God, to him, through whatever we're going through. But this is what happens oftentimes. Our praise is contingent on our struggle you know God I'm not really feeling I'm not really feeling like praying today I'm not really I I can't praise you right now God Lord how can I praise you when I'm I'm going through it right now not not today God it's that's just one perspective right but when we can shift our eyes put on some new lenses and we can see it in a different angle we can see that God is still worthy of my praise, whether I'm feeling good or I'm feeling horrible. Our praise shouldn't be contingent on our circumstance. Let's look at some examples in scriptures. Look at my, look at my man, David. My boy. Come on. Anybody find encouragement from David? If you don't find encouragement from David, Woo! Let, let me show you. M- my boy is the realist. Like, he is the realist. And I just love his transparency and just when he has conversations with God, you know, in, in, the, in the Psalms. Um, these are just so good he, he keeps it real he, he keeps it 100 he keeps 100 conversations with God and, and I find encouragement by this because I know I'm not alone and I know I can be real with God because if, if David was a man after God's own heart man I should find encouragement through that because even when David was going through something he let God know but he always closed his, his songs with the praise he says this in Psalm 13 verses 1 to 6 this is so real listen to this Even think about if you've asked this before, if you've had this conversation with God before. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken Verse 5, here it is But I have trusted in your steadfast love My heart shall rejoice in your salvation I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountiful with me Man, you you see how real David's struggle is? Man, he's having this battle And it's okay, he's having, Lord, I'm questioning it, God. God, how long, God, when you coming through for me? But you know what? I'm still gonna praise you. I love this. David was making a declaration to God. Even though his struggle was real, he could trust and praise God through it. I think we can learn a lot from David. We see this also in the book of Acts with the account of Paul and Silas in prison. Love this story. Acts chapter 16, says this in verse 22 to 24. Many people had gathered around Paul and Silas. Uh, They were calling out things against them. The leaders had the clothes of Paul and Silas, many, excuse me, uh, taken off and had them beaten with sticks. After they had hit him many times, they put Paul and Silas in prison. The soldiers told the man who watched the prison to be sure to keep them from getting away. Because of this, they were put inside a room of the prison and their feet were put into pieces of wood that held them. So let's catch this. They're, they're, they're stripped of their clothes. They beat them with sticks. They threw them in prison. And you know what? Let's just be safe. You know what? I don't want to give these guys any hope. So, you know, we're going to put them in a room. We're gonna, it's like we're going to put them in a cell, within a cell in the prison. And on top of that, we're going to bind their feet and lock them up because we don't want any chance for hope or escape. We'll put them in a cell and we'll lock them up. But here's the kicker, love this. Verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. Can can you catch this? (laughs) Stripped, beaten, put into prison, locked up, with a cell within a cell. Their situation, man, that's, that's real. Man, they were going through it. And I think Paul, above all else and anybody, man, he know the struggle was real for Paul, right? And he knew the struggle. But verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs thanks to God. The other men in prison were listening to them. I love this. See, when we gain perspective on what and uh, what we're going through, we can praise regardless, and this is what we see with Paul and Silas. We can praise regardless of what our what our situation is trying to tell us. See, your situation could try to tell you all these things, but we can still praise. This is so key, and it leads us kind of to this third and final thing that we can learn. In the struggle, I can struggle, but I don't have to be stuck. I want you to think about that for a minute. I can struggle, but I don't have to be stuck. See, it's, it's significant to point out that there is a difference between struggling and being stuck in my struggle. And, I, and there's something that we can learn from Paul and Silas here, that you know, they were stuck in prison, but they weren't really stuck in their situation. It's all about perspective. We, and we're talking about this perspective, right? They stood on two truths that we also can stand on. The first truth they, st- they stood on is, my current struggle doesn't compare to God's eternal glory. My cr- Man, if we just understand in perspective, our eternity, where's the end goal? These struggles don't compare. They don't even compare to what God has for us. Let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. Now, if we are children... Then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. (laughs) It's not even worth comparing. We got to see it from the right perspective. Secondly, they stood on this truth. It's less about me and more about what God is doing. Going to do through me. And we're going to close and wrap, wrap this up. But Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 it says, For the, by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it's the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. It's not about us, it's about what God is trying to do in you and through me. And as we close, I wanna, I wanna wrap this up and God kind of put him, this mental picture in my heart, this illustration, and you know, it really is a matter of perspective. Because when we look at our struggle, we could see it, and if we really think about this, we could see it from many different angles, right? So what if, I'm all about asking the questions, what if we're looking at it from the wrong angle? What if I'm looking at my struggle from the wrong perspective? And I just thought about this the more I prepared for it. And, and it, it's, it's not how God, what God is doing in my problem or how, how is God gonna get me out of this? It's, it's more like thinking, I wonder how God is going to be glorified through this. And that's the perspective. If I can have some help here, bringing up my crates. I just wanna show you guys something as we wrap up. I believe God is using this word to let us know it's okay to struggle. It's okay to to go through whatever you're facing. And for us here at Connect Point Church, we wanna let you know you're not alone in this. Whatever you face, you're not alone. You're not alone in your struggle. God, God, God is seeing you because the struggle really is real. But what, how are we seeing it? How are we seeing it? This is what we tend to do oftentimes. We look at our struggles and we wonder, how can I move forward from these things? So we, 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 we evaluate it. We look at it. We look at my, my sin and my shame. And, and we, we define ourselves by our sin and our shame. And Lord, I'll never be worthy. I'll never be adequate. So what do we do? We begin to take our, our sin and shame and we begin to put it in front of us from keeping, from getting to where God wants us. And then what happens next? Something else happens in our life and, and, and we're struggling with loss. Many of us are going through some loss. You took some L's, maybe the past couple years, maybe you lost a loved one and, and you're still dealing with it. It's okay, can I tell you it's okay? You could struggle, but what's our perspective? Because sometimes we look at our loss and we're so consumed by it, what do we do? It's time to start building this wall because my, my sin and my shame is too great. And you know I, I've taken too many L's, I've taken too many losses, I, I don't know where I'm gonna go. And yet we, we, still, we still focus on it. What's next? Depression. I don't see God in my situation, I'm not feeling him. I don't see it, I don't feel it, I'm so depressed and I don't know what to do with these emotions. I don't know where to, I don't know where to put this, so, so what do I do? I begin stacking and continue to build the wall. My problems, the problems that I face, what do I do? And I began building myself inside a prison because I'm looking at it from the wrong perspective. But yet, see, I, I still see there's still more. And this is real, right? My stress and anxiety. My stress and anxieties. Man, I, I'm overwhelmed. There's so many things. My job. God, God, wh- wh- what's my plan? What's my purpose? God, I don't understand. I'm so stressed. And if I can't give it to God, what do I do? Well, I might as well just hold on to this. I, man, I'm starting to build a wall that I, I I'm starting to not be able to see past it. Man, what's going on? Because this 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 last one, this last one gets me, because if I can't move forward, man, my past is gonna hold me back. My past is gonna hold me back. And and, and we begin to to look at all these things, right? The stress, anxiety, the problems, my, my past, depression, the loss, the sin and shame, and we've built in our walls to keep us from what God has for us. And I begin to see this mental picture, but I wanna ask you guys a question. What if, what if our struggle wasn't meant to be a stumbling block? It was meant to be a stepping stone. It was meant to be a stepping stone. That I could see my struggle from a different perspective. And when we, when we begin to see our struggle from a different perspective, this is what happens. Let me show you. You know, you know what, I'm gonna take my past and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it for me. I'm gonna take my stress and anxiety and I'm gonna use it for me. I'm gonna take everything I'm facing, my problems, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it for me. My depression, I give it to God. I'm moving forward. So what begins to happen? I don't no longer see this as my barrier. I see this as my stepping stones. It's, never, it's not holding me back anymore. I'm, I'm stepping into it. It's, it's taking me higher. It's taking me something great. I'm going to step further into it. I could see a victory, but you know, sometimes even when I don't see it, I'm going to trust and I'm going to stand on my problems and see it from a different perspective. We step. One step. One step at a time. I don't know where you're at, but I pray that God would begin to grab a hold of your heart. Man, when I look at this, it's all about our perspectives. But instead of crying out to God, see we, we cry out and we, we, we say all these things, I'm all, what, what, all that I'm going through, and it's this barrier, it's this wall that holds us back. But I'm no longer, and I pray this is your declaration this morning, I no longer wanna see my struggle as a stronghold, I no longer want to see my struggle as a stumbling block. Let's turn it around. My stumbling block becomes my stepping stones. It's going to take me higher. It's going to take me to the next level of what God has for me, but it's all about my perspective. What's the lenses that I'm seeing through? Because. One of us could be seeing the wall but then one of us has been so fed up that you know what i'm choosing to turn my wall into stairs you know his name is above every name that means these names here it's not just people this is this is nouns his name is above every name his name is above my problems his name is above my stress his name is above depression his name is above sin and shame His name is above my loneliness, my hurt, my pain. His name is above cancer. His name is above anything that you face. And I pray that you catch this church. If we could see our struggles from a different perspective, if we could change our lives. And I I begin to wrestle with this because I think for myself, I could be real with you too. I struggle too. It's all a matter of perspective. Can you stand with me? I want to pray for you as we kind of wrap this up, I pray God's word, it stretched you, it helped you to think about yourself, but also think about where you're heading. I pray that your declaration for this morning, as you walk out of these four walls, is I don't wanna see my struggle, as a stumbling block. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna choose to change my perspective and see it as a stepping stone. Can we pray? God, Lord, We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, God. Lord, you remain faithful today, tomorrow, and forever. Despite what we're looking at in our struggle currently, Lord, I see a lot of faces in this crowd, Lord God. Lord, and I I see a lot of struggles because I know that they're going through something. Lord, I pray that you would be with them. Lord, I pray that you would remind them that you haven't forgotten about them, you haven't forsaken them, that you're there for them. Lord, and I pray that they would use them, Lord God, to stretch their faith to begin to change their perspective on their struggle, Lord God. To see you for who you are, Lord. To not, be, to not be blinded by the misconceptions of who you are. Lord, you're our way maker. You're our miracle worker. You're our promise keeper. You're the light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are to me. And I pray that would be our declaration today. If you're here today and you feel like, you know what, I've been going through a struggle, I want you to be real with God. But I want you to be real with the people around you. If you're struggling with something, can you put your hand up? Just be real. Don't care to the person to the left of you, to the right of you. I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for you. I wanna let you know God has not forsaken you. God has not left you in your struggle to fend for yourself. Would you repeat this prayer after me? And we'll, 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 we'll be behind you as a church. Lord Jesus, God, I need you. Lord, would you help me in this struggle? These things that I face, God, I want to change my perspective. I no longer want to see my struggle as a stumbling block. I want to use it as a stepping stone. Would you help me to, to walk in purpose and never forget what you've done? May I trust in you more and move forward in what you have. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.